I don't look at myself as I'm the guy telling you what to do. And that's it. I, I always valued when my when my managers would come to me and, you know, provide us what to do, but also value the feedback. And I, I value it so much with my coaches. You know, I think it's why I'm so successful. So you have a passion for fitness and the desire to start your own business. But launching a massively successful fitness business is extremely complex. The systems, operations, hiring, firing, coaching, sales and marketing are critical to success. Where do you even start? This show will give you the answers. Here is Pedros Koulian and Bryce Henson, your hosts of the Fitness Franchise Podcast, a show dedicated to helping fitness entrepreneurs launch and grow successful gyms. Welcome back to another incredible episode as today's guest is a dear friend of mine and the proud owner of Norwalk Fitbody Bootcamp located in Norwalk, Connecticut. Now, recently opening in August of 2020, AJ and his team have created a place of camaraderie in his community that people have been flocking to. Now, despite opening up mid-pandemic, probably the worst time ever for a fitness facility, the excitement in his community for the Fitbody brand has been absolutely overwhelming. Now, before jumping in the fitness industry, AJ has had a successful career with the Walt Disney Company, where he quickly moved up to management and oversaw a team of over 300 cast members in their parks. AJ is now combining his high-level customer service standards with the Fitbody Bootcamp proven formula for success. AJ Pope, welcome to the show, my friend. Excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Bryce. I'm excited to be here. Man, well, dude, I'm so proud of you. We were talking off camera, like such a young guy. And uh, to launch a fitness facility in the year 2020 in the middle of it all is like just crazy. So we got a lot to get through today. Um, but before we do, uh, want to kind of learn your backstory. How did this all come to be? Absolutely. So, yeah, like you said, open up mid-pandemic. That was not the intention at the beginning. But honestly, I value it. And I'll go into that in a little bit. But a little bit about me. I graduated from Fairfield University with a degree in marketing and engineering minor. And two weeks after I graduated, I moved to Florida uh, to work for the Walt Disney Company. It was always a dream of mine since I was a little kid. And a little bit before that, I did a six-month internship with them. And mm -hmm. to, to be thrown in at 16, 17 years old into a major corporation like that was so valuable in so many ways. So I, I tell kids all the time in high school, you know, prepare for something like that. If you can jump into something like that, I encourage it because there, there's so many rules and expectations, networking, you know, to work with 70,000 people. I'm not working at a small mom and pop shop. Like there was so many valuable things I got. So with that, I got hungry for more. So two weeks after I graduated, moved down there, not on a whim, obviously landed a job with them, which I was very mm -hmm. thankful for. Um, and I started out in entertainment, auditioned on a whim, was convinced to go. I still don't know how I got it, but it was fun, <laughs> but I wanted to be AJ in the parks. I wanted to be guest facing and interact with people as AJ and help them. So I moved into guest relations, which that is where, again, Disney's known for customer service. That is where I learned oh, yeah. a lot about customer service and I'm still using to this day. And within these roles, I saw what my managers were doing for me. I, I, I was so lucky to have people take me under their wing in multiple departments. They saw a spark in me. They, they met with me, developed me, and I loved that. And I wanted to be that person for other cast members. So I made it very clear early on, I, I need to be in management. Whatever I got to do, just tell me the route, you know, and, and there were many routes, but that multiple people helped me get to uh, that point. So somehow, some way, within a short amount of time, I was able to land a position as a guest experience manager right before COVID. And like you said, you know, I had 
a very large team, obviously with other managers, but you know, to be thrown into that, even having a day under my belt was so valuable. I mean, you know, walking around the parks in business casual, people saw, people see you and know that you're a manager. So not only did I have to focus on the guest experience, but also mm -hmm. my other type of guest, which was new for me, was my cast members. You know, I had hundreds of cast members, you know, starting out with, and you know, you're dealing with stuff behind the scenes. And, you know, as, as you and I know, you know, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes in, in their personal lives, you know, before and after work. So I was dealing with that. And then a couple months later, they came and said, we're merging teams. So now we're going to double the amount of cast members you have. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like I'm not good with names to begin with. <laughs> so to have 150 and now 300, I'm like, oh my gosh, but it was great. And honestly, it primed me. Everything happens for a reason. I swear it, it primed me to help us with our members now, you know, to have hundreds of members, I am now good with names. I, I have to be good with names, but that helped me in a sense. Um, so that happened right before the pandemic hit. Uh, pandemic hit, I got the call uh, that I got laid off and it was honestly devastating. I mean, I think you can tell I was very passionate about the company mm -hmm. and what I was doing on a day-to-day -day basis. I lived and breathed work. My friends knew I lived and breathed work. I, I put relationships on the wayside for this company. And, you know, I have no ill feelings towards this company. I, I completely understand the decisions. It was very high up. We're in a global pandemic. I understand why. But, you know, I look back on when I got that call, which was, you know, unexpected. I was completely devastated. And I remember thinking to myself, I have nothing. And in a sense, it was a little dramatic because, you know, I was very lucky to have my family to fall back on, but in a sense, I really did have nothing because I put my all into this company. And I think it was a real wake up call for me because I've now learned there is a difference between having a passion for a company and, and, and losing your identity with the company. And I wish I knew back then where I would be now, a year, actually a year later this month. Um, because I, again, I, I'm religious in a sense. I, I think everything happens for a reason. And if I didn't leave that company, I wouldn't be sitting with you here, Bryce. So, I, you know, looking back, I, I value honestly getting laid off. I, I hate to say it, but again, I, I wouldn't be here if that moment didn't happen for me. Uh, and now I'm here at Fit Body Bootcamp, inspiring fitness, changing lives, and it's been such a great experience. Heck yeah, man. Well, literally so much to unpack there. Blown away. Like I said, such a young dude, young guy with so much success. Um, kind of unpacking that a little bit. And of course, we want to kind of get a fit body. Of course, our audience are interested in fitness and potentially opening a gym. So we're going to kind of dive into that experience. But before we do, um, I want to kind of, you know, go through a little bit more insight with Disney. So, you know, you, you graduated. Two weeks later, you're down in Florida. You'd already worked there. So you're an ambitious guy. Um, you know, what was your, uh, what was the big value at Disney? Cause they're known for like the training program, right? When I think of Disney, I've heard so many people be like, I went there for the training, um, the customer service relationship. So kind of give us like a sneak peek, what it was like to actually learn and go through the training at Disney. Yeah. I, it, it was so valuable in so many aspects. Um, to, to your point, the training alone, wh whether you're in custodial, you're a manager, you're in entertainment. I mean, you are taught the Disney way and just how to be a Disney cast member period. Um, I learned so much, of course, of customer service, which Disney is widely known for. But the things right. that you really don't think about, the operation, it's not a nine to five operation. That is a 24 hour operation. So I use that with my Fit Body operation. I fine tune it. That is a fine tune machine. And one of my favorite parts about Disney is they have a science to everything. I mean, in every aspect of that company, 
whether it's the guest experience, the things that you see in the parks, you know, they put so much time and development, research and development, test and adjust, I'm, which I'm literally doing right now. I, I really did learn from the best. Um, uh, guest escalations, crisis management. I mean, you name it. it again, I, I was not working in a mom and pop supermarket in my local town. I was working at one of the busiest destinations in the world. So mm -hmm. you can imagine that every day you didn't know what you were walking into. But in my opinion, that was the most fun part because you never knew what you were walking into. And, you know, you had to learn on the not learn on the fly, but make decisions on the fly. Um, which again, I'm going to keep referencing, helps me in this position because again, with COVID, we did have to make decisions on the fly sometimes. So um, again, they put so much time and effort into developing their cast members, which I valued so much. And mm -hmm. again, it, I think I'll take a lot of things with me throughout my career there. I mean, to put it in perspective, the, the I, I loved making magic and it was so... I did not, it, it wasn't work that I woke up in the morning and I said, oh God, I got to go to work. It was like, I got up, literally jumped out of bed and said, I'm, I'm going to Disney. And again, I, I was making magic, not, not only seeing the magic, but making the magic. I, I had one family one day, I'll never forget. I was on my way to break and I saw a family on um, a wall, like huddled and crying and, and it stuck out to me. And I went up and I said, can I help in any way? Can I assist? And the father took off his glasses and he said, I just found out my father passed suddenly i had no idea so at this point it's like okay i don't even care about my break you know i i, I gotta take care of it. they're under my wing now so i said you guys are my guests let me help you let me take you to a choir room so i throughout throughout this whole thing they're at the the um but at the end of the park i have to walk mm -hmm. them to the front of the park to get them to a quiet space and while I'm walking them, I'm on the phone with various departments, just making sure that this experience, we got to fix this for them. Again, it, it wasn't our fault that, you know, the, the family member died. I, I felt terrible, but they are our guests right now and we need to nurture them. Again, nurturing with FitBody. So on the way, I secured a private room for them. When we got to the room, there were snacks and water and drinks available for them. I told them, take your time, you know, as, take as much time as you can. You guys need to grieve as a family right now and take time as a family. By the time they were done, I had everything laid out for them. We, we had their tickets settled. We had the transportation to their resort settled. We had the experience after they left Disney. How were they getting to the airport? What happened with their whole vacation? They just got there. I think it was day two of their vacation. They had the rest of the week there. So again, it just goes to show, I had to do that on the fly literally within three minutes walking throughout the park and making a decision on the fly. But again, that's that's what makes Disney Disney. And those are the experience I had on a day-to-day -day basis. So I love to tell that story because it, it really goes to show, of course you see the rise and you see the magic, but sometimes things do happen, but we, us as cast members made that up. Yeah, uh, that's incredible first and foremost. And you know, you're a good hearted guy, right? To begin with. So I know that's just like a natural, you know, thing that, you know, is in your DNA, but, and you certainly, you know, learned how to make decisions on the fly. Um, but where did that come from a training perspective? And the reason I ask this, especially in the fitness industry, and I've been guilty of it, many uh, owners that I've coached and consultant, consult are probably guilty of it as well, is bringing on a team member, a coach as an example, without enough training, so that way they can't provide the full value they need to. So flipping back to Disney and your experience, I mean, you talked about you know that whole experience about you know taking the family, kind of walking them through, making the best possible situation you possibly could. And I'm sure a lot of that was DNA, was quick thinking, but I'm certainly there was a training aspect involved. So 
talk us through what that training looked like. How long um, are you training before you actually are kind of front and center with customers and clients? Absolutely. They, they Listen, they spend a lot of time and money into training, but the product it produces really does show. Uh, you know, so again, as a cast member, you go through Disney University, which you learn to be just the Disney cast member. And then from there, you go into training for your designated role. So when I was in entertainment, I had a couple days, I forgot how many days, but it was at, at max, maybe five or six days where I learned how to be an entertainment cast member. When I transferred to guest relations, all right, I had another week of learning how to do guest relations. Guest experience manager, not only did I have to learn my, my cast members operation, but then I had to learn the background operation and the backstage role of being a manager and managing that many cast members. So, you know, again, I learned, I learned from the best and I use that in my own operation. When, when I opened up Fitbody and, and even interviewed, it, I, people are surprised when I say this, you know, when, when I was interviewing for my coaches, I had trainer auditions where what I did was I interviewed them, but then I know, and I'm sure you know this, Bryce, people can be very different on the mat. They, they sometimes come alive on the mat and it's a different personality. So after the interview, oh. I got to know them. I said, all right, you know, tomorrow I'm going to throw you on the mat. We're going to have a couple people here and I want to audition you as a coach. I got my friends and family. We did a 10 minute workout with them and it was amazing. Like they did great during the interview, but you would, it's so surprising with coaches. They come alive. Like once you put that mic on and the music on, it, it's a totally different person. And I'm so glad I did that. And again, with everything that I do with them, I, I try to develop them in, 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 in ways that, again, for, for that given moment, let's focus really hard on what we're focusing on. So if we're focusing on the new piece of technology, I need everyone to come here. Let's sit down. Let's look at this. And then, you know, as we improve, I, again, I'm a new location. I'm just going to keep improving my operation and, and client experience. We're just going to keep adding more and more to our client experience and give them more value let's work as a team and let's see what we can do together. And, and I value their feedback as well. You know, it's not just me. It's not, I, I don't look at myself as I'm the guy telling you what to do. And that's it. I, I always valued when my, when my managers would come to me and, you know, provide us what to do, but also value the feedback. And I, I value it so much when my coaches, you know, I, I think it's why I'm so successful. My coaches have brought so many great ideas to me and I of course use them. Now, Listen, sometimes maybe they're a little off because, you know, they don't know the back end. You know, there may be, you know, some financials we have to look at. But again, I tell them all the time, give me blue sky ideas. Give me an idea that, you know, let's go to the moon. OK, maybe we can't afford to go to the moon, but let's go to the first planet possible. Or, you know, so we can always backtrack on that, but we can always improve on an idea, an idea like that. So training, in my opinion, is very important. Um, but, you know, you really have to put time and effort before the training. You can't really just wing it. Uh, you got to put time and energy. But again, I think the product it produces really does show with the clients and, and, and the staff members. Oh, yeah. Uh, without, a, without a shadow of a doubt. And, you know, I love the Disney analogy because this is something that we teach, uh, you know, at Fit Body Bootcamp, right, is, is about the experience on the mats and, you know, creating that magic. And of course, you factory installed had that magic kind of delivered to you from that experience. Uh, before we kind of shift out and you know, shift gears to you know you becoming a fit body owner, um, and we've talked a little bit about this already, but you know take a thirty thousand foot view. What was the probably the biggest highlight of your experience at Disney, Disney, or like the biggest value that you gained that you've now been able to apply you know at, as a fit body bootcamp owner? And the flip side, also you know share probably the biggest challenge or learning lesson that you thought uh, that you learned through that experience, and that way we you know audience can see kind of both sides of the coin. 
okay. Loaded question, Bryce. I'll, I'll try. So, uh, 30,000 foot view. I, again, I learned so much. I, I'm trying to think of one thing that I, I took from that company. I, I really do think it was the customer service piece, which I, which I still use at, at, at this location. Um, but again, as when you go to the parks, you have to understand these are, these are cast members that have lives outside of work and are trying to develop themselves within side, within work. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, there's always a backstory for each cast member. That cast member has a name tag of where they're from and it's there to be a conversation piece. You know, we, we love interacting with the guests or, or I got to do past tense. Sorry, Bryce. I, I got to remember I'm not with them anymore. Um, so, you know, it's conversation to show where I was, but you know, it all in all, it, it really was great to see the development piece as not only a person, but in in my career um to be developed by the company and the people like that again it, it's a corporation but the corporation is made up of people um and again to be taken under people's wings within various departments it really gave me a good idea of what a good leader should be um and, and that's again that's why i went into management i wanted to be that leader and that's i, I want to be a leader for my staff members and hopefully whatever venture I go into, you know, down the line, that's what I want to be like. So they put so much into development and again, it shows they, they put a lot of time and energy into everything. And that's what I'm using mm -hmm. in my operation. Um, biggest learning piece, um, I, you know, from, at least from my experience and I touched on it a little bit, I think working for a company like that, again, I was so passionate about it and I don't regret working there. I, it was such an amazing experience, but I think I lost oh, yeah. touch of my identity a little bit. My, my identity became Disney. That was it. You know, I, I was known as Mr. Disney, not Walt Disney, but I was known as Mr. Disney because I worked there and I put my all into it, but it got to a point where I made time for nothing else. And there, there is a difference where you can invest in your passions and friends while still being passionate about your your career or job. Um, so again, if I could look back and change a couple things, I would put more time into um, my my relationships. Again, I put some relationships on the side because of it. Mm -hmm. I thought that was the that was the biggest thing that I had to put my time into my career right now. I'm young. Let me get this settled, and then my relationships will will fall into place later. I realized that I could have done both. I, I, I just chose not to. And, you know, maybe it was a learning moment for me. But, you know, again, with Fitbody, this this is my life now. But I, I still make time for my passions outside of work. And, you know, I, I'm sure you realize with all this technology, sometimes it is hard for me. I, I have two phones. I have my work phone and I have my personal phone. Mm -hmm. I, sometimes I, I, I just have to shut them off. You know, I, I you know, it's hard for me because if I get that lead at 10 o'clock at night, I want to answer it. And I still do, honestly. But honestly, you know, it gets to a point where uh, you don't want to miss out on that opportunity for the lead. But in all honesty, you do have to shut everything off at some point because you do have to invest in yourself. And, you know, Pedros goes into this in great detail in his book, Man Up. But, you know, you have to put time into yourself and invest in yourself because if you're not investing in yourself, it's going to show. Best, best analogy is, you know, on the airplane. If those masks come down, they tell you, you have to put it on yourself first. first then you can put it on, you know, your your family member, your, your loved one, whatever it may be. So I would say, you know, invest in yourself and, you know, the career can still be a passion of yours, but make sure you know your identity in it all. Yeah. 
that's gold, man. That is absolutely gold. And I can relate with you on many, many accords. But um, yeah, man, I, I really want to just dive in like we did uh, because there's so much value in your experience in Disney. And, you know, now we're going to kind of shift it to, to Fit Body Bootcamp. But, you know, as we say, it's one thing to be able to put together a strong workout, strong coaching, strong nutrition program, which we have to do. And that's been a re big reason why we've both been successful. But it's way more than that. It's delivering that magic. It's delivering that, you know, that experience, that client experience on the mats is what keeps people uh, keep keeps people coming back and I think you're a testament to doing that and it's no secret that your experience at Disney has really helped you you know be the catalyst in order to execute that all right uh, so now kind of you know you've took us through the backstory a bit um, you got the call um, you know you laid off it kind of transitioned um, into Fit Body Bootcamp you were looking at you know the fitness uh, you know concept even up into that point uh, so walk us through your journey uh, and really I want to dive into your experience as a Fit Body owner but before we do that what was it like you know researching and finding Fit Body and you know how did that process all co come about and what other options did you look at as well yeah absolutely so I was thinking about it today, two almost two years ago, because this pandemic has been the longest and shortest time of everyone's lives. I can't believe it's been two years, but about two years ago, my father came to me because he he had he's had such great success in his own fitness journey, in the sense that other people saw what he was doing in such a short amount of time that people would come to him and be like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Because like I I gotta know the secret and. Again, it, it, there's no magic pill, but he, you have to know what you're doing, and that's why we're here. We we are the fitness professionals, and sometimes, a lot of times, people need that help. So he was doing that and transforming people's lives, and he came to me and he said, I really think we can do something with this. We like we need to have a greater impact on this. So we looked into it, and it looks like a great opportunity to go into a fitness franchise. And I'll be honest with you, we were looking at another franchise, which I won't name, mm -hmm. and it, it was – it. It was like smoking mirrors, ones, right? Sorry, they were a very big, well-known one. Were, were they not? Yep. It was like so accessible to us because we knew about it. So yep. we were like, oh, okay, we we found it. We don't need to do any more research. And obviously, if it's a big brand like that, it has to be doing well. So you know, we we started talking with them, and it was like smoke and mirrors. Like it, it, it was just a very strange process where we would be asking questions and. We weren't getting the answers that we wanted. And, you know, when I first spoke with Bedros and his wife, Diana, on the on the welcome call, I, I told him, I think looking back, when you're going into something like that, that's so exciting and, you're, you know, you're gung-ho about it, I think you put your blinders on. It's almost like a relationship. You fall in love with someone and there, there's some red flags, but you say, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to put that off. It, it's not a big deal. Everything else will be overlooked. It got to the point where I... I I, I, I didn't say anything to my dad, but I, it got to a point where I went to him and I'm like, dad, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. And he's like, no, I'm glad you're saying that because I was getting that sense too. Um, so we made the decision. All right, we got to look at something else. It's just not working out. So someone told us about Fit Body Bootcamp. We looked into it and it was, it was meant to be, honestly. It, everything happens for a reason. We looked at the build out. I mean, the, the new build out is phenomenal. It looks great. So oh, it yeah. was a better build out. And then oh, when yeah. we started talking with headquarters, it was a night and day difference. It was why it was like the heavens were the, the angels were singing and our, our answers were our prayers were answered. So and I, I also have to preface you. You mentioned it, Bryce. I'm a young guy. I'm 24 years old. So, you know, wow. in, in my in my past positions, whatever company I was with, it was natural, and I don't take offense to it, but it was natural for whatever team or position I went into 
I was looked down upon simply because they didn't know me yet. I was the young guy. I was going to be inexperienced. I wouldn't know as much as them. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding when I say this. It was not like that with Fitbody. I, and I haven't told you this, Bryce, but, but I value you guys so much. It it feels like I'm a 30 or 40 year old and I'm one of your peers. And you know the the support that you guys have given me has been second to none, and it's been so valuable to me. So I I want to. I apologize for not telling you this before, but I, I really do want to thank you, like everyone at Fitbody. I'll never forget meeting you in Long Island, Bedros, when he walked in the room. Like, again, what other major corporation like this do you have direct access to the VP, the CEO? Like, when he, I'll never forget in Long Island when he, we heard someone talking in the back, someone talking loud. We looked back and it's Bedros Cooley, and it was a round of applause. Everyone stood up. And you have direct access to them. You have direct access to everyone at HQ. So it was a night and day difference. It, it was meant to be, honestly. And I'm so glad we didn't sign with that fitness franchise because I I don't know. I, I Not that I don't know. I know it wouldn't have worked out because if, if it was that weary that so early on, I can't imagine being, you know, with them. I think about, like, our leads as uh, our leads at the gym. Like, if I'm giving them a bad experience and they're not even my clients yet, you can only imagine how it's going to be when you sign with us and you become a member at our gym. So I think of it the same way. So it it was a great experience onboarding with you guys. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that, man. Feeling is certainly mutual and you are one of our peers and uh, that's how we feel about it. And uh, I'm glad it's worked out in the way that it has. And uh, I can say this between you and your dad, we are better. Our our Fit Body Bootcamp brand is better with both of you guys at uh, at the helm. So uh, feeling is mutual. Cool. So now uh, we're going to kind of transition to, to the main uh, talking point of the hour is really just your experience as a Fitbody Bootcamp owner. And AJ, we were talking about this, obviously, from our friendship and even offline. You know, the interviews that we've done uh, so far are really have been our most experienced owners, our fellow, my fellow VP, uh, CEO of Fitbody Bootcamp, our cap coaches who have, you know, five plus, you know, years experience, you know, many going on 10 years of experience. You're a different interview, right? You're very, you know, uh, new to the Fitbody brand. In fact, the time this recording it's april 2021 and you haven't even been in the brand a year and then on top of that you literally entered in probably the worst time that i can even you know fathom of entering a fitness facility so i want to talk about you your transition your startup um you know how that process it went especially through the pandemic um, and then also too, I want to hear some challenges as well. So, you know, once you share your experience of getting the gym up and running, what it was like in August and some of the challenges that you faced along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. You said it right. Uh, worst time to open a gym, but honestly, I, I value it because it was under such harsh, harsh restraints that I look forward to when we open up our next location, how easy it's going to be because, you know, you said it yourself, Bryce, <laughs> even my own members are like, AJ, J, AJ, whatever you call me, like if you open up a gym mid pandemic and made it this successful under everything that happened, just imagine when it's normal times and I can't wait. I'm so excited for the next location. But yeah, so essentially the the long story short, the original intention was for me to stick with Disney and then work remotely for our location while, while obviously I had staff members running the location. It definitely could have worked, but I, I'm happy it didn't because again, I can see our client success stories from point A to point B, get to know our members. And it's just been such a privilege to see that in person. So we opened up August 31st and we opened up with a hundred paying clients on day one. Now, again, Ooh. if you were to tell me, open up your gym, open up a gym without a franchise, I'd be like, okay, maybe it could have looked like this, but to open up with a hundred clients on day one, 
I, I wouldn't have been able to do. And again, that's with the blueprint that headquarters gives us. So again, I give credit to the Fitbody brand for doing that for us. And, you know, honestly, it, the one thing holding us back through all of this were, were the restrictions. I, I can't even say that it was consumer confidence that people were coming or we were calling people and saying, no, I don't feel comfortable. I had clients you know, or leads and still have clients that are petrified of this virus. But they said, even if there's a big percent, a big chance of getting this virus in the gym, which we now know is not the case, the science shows, it's a very small percentage, mm -hmm. but even if there is a big yeah, chance yeah. of me getting this virus in the gym, I would rather risk getting that virus and working out than me staying at home because they knew what it did to their mental and physical well-being. And I think that says a lot. I, I think it says a lot about what went on. Um, you know, I don't want to get political, but I, I think we really have to take a hard look at what these politicians did. I mean, you know, Democrat or Republican, these people are supposed to be there for us. To, it blows my mind that at the beginning of this pandemic, Pedro went on multiple interviews about this, to think that they said gyms were not essential, where I could go into a fast food restaurant, order the greasiest meal. Listen, I could go. I could have went into a department store. Yes, there were capacity restrictions, but we all saw it. There was crowding in the aisles. Oh, totally, totally. You know, so it, it blows my mind. But again, I think that says a lot. People had confidence in working out. So honestly, again, the one thing holding us back were these restrictions. So we had the potential to be, I think, double successful what we could be right now. But the government literally stepped in and said, hold up, instead of 100 people in the room, you can only have 33. And it, it, again, it blows my mind that in today's day and age, we had something like that. Hopefully, I think we see the light at the end of the tunnel. But again, I think it said a lot about what went on. And thankfully, again, people put faith in us with, with working throughout this pandemic. Headquarters gave us a great blueprint of how to maneuver it. Any backup plans, God forbid we were to shut down because of all these restrictions, mm -hmm. another lockdown, we had a backup plan. I, I can't imagine not having this blueprint and just doing this on my own. So just to give that perspective, um, it, it was comforting and knowing, yes, we were going through really challenging times. We, we uh, Honestly, we didn't know what was going to happen next. But we always did have a plan B, plan C, plan D of how we can m maneuver this and just finish out strong in the end. Because we all know this isn't going to last forever. Or uh, right. you never know, knock on wood. But honestly, uh, yeah. like... Um, that's how we really maneuvered throughout this whole thing. Well, AJ, man, I couldn't agree with you more. And it is, I mean, we're not going to go down a political rabbit hole, but it is insanity being that 45% of our country is statistically obese, the most acceptable people for coronavirus, COVID or whatever um, is uh, a health uh, immune system that's susceptible. So it's insanity to close gyms while you have fast food open that literally are making our country more obese and more susceptible to the disease that we're all scared of. So, um, you know, it is it is very challenging, but we were talking offline. Uh, our hope, because we're very positive, optimistic guys, when this kind of fully blows over and we're in April 2021 at the time of the recording and things are looking brighter. But, you know, my hope and our hope is that, you know, we learn some lessons along the way so that way this sort of situation doesn't happen again. Um, 
But before we drill into a little bit, and I did want to, you know, kind of inquire because there have been some areas specifically that have been hit the hardest. And I feel like New York, California, Michigan, New Jersey, those are some states that come to mind, Canada now. Um, and there's been other states like Florida and Texas and South Dakota, much more a desirable place in terms of business, et cetera. Um, I know your gym, uh, for your Fit Body Bootcamp locations in Connecticut, but you live in New York. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, just the intricacies of living in one state and then working in another, especially as it, as it pertains to the pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. So again, when we went into this venture, we had the intention of doing um, the gym in New York. And and honestly, we actually went bigger than the normal Fit Body location. And we even planned that even before the pandemic. So again, I'm religious. Everything happens for a reason. I don't know how it fell into place, but I'm glad we did. Um, I, I think it obviously could have worked out in New York, but it was just a little, it was easy, definitely easier in Connecticut. Um, but we saw, again, very backwards, and I think politicians are learning their lesson. Connecticut had very few restrictions, honestly. It, it, it was surprising how low the numbers were with the restrictions that they had in place. Like people were trying to, fit, we were all trying to figure out how the numbers so low in cases, but there's really no restrictions. Um, we saw a lot of people from New York traveling over the state lines and coming to work out here. I don't blame them. I mean, it, it, again, it's backwards to think that one state right next to us can be completely shut down, but Connecticut was completely fine. Um, again, thankfully with Connecticut, I, you know, it, the restrictions have been easing really, really quickly, honestly. And May 19th, um, they plan on rolling, all, rolling back all restrictions except masks. Um, so I can be at 100% capacity, no social distancing, which again blows my mind because just a couple months ago, we didn't know if we were gonna have to shut down or not. So um, honestly, I, I thank God that we opened up in Connecticut. It's been a great experience. Um, I, I feel bad for any owners in, in New York because they were shut down longer than us. But again, it, oh, yeah. it, headquarters definitely helped with that. But um, it, it's, been, it's been challenging, but I think it could have been honestly definitely worse. I, I see the restrictions in other states and it, it blows my mind. Yeah, well, good on you, and I'm certainly glad it's worked out. And, and my heart goes out because we certainly have quite a few New York owners. And to your point, I mean, we've done, you know, we like to think in, uh, an incredible job of supporting our people through like unprecedented times, right? No one had a blueprint for the, for the, for the pandemic. Um, but, uh, you know, New York has definitely hit harder, but I'm glad it's worked out for you specifically. Now, um, kind of transitioning, uh, and again, I kind of alluded to this, this already, but, you know, there's huge value in interviewing some of the other guests who have had nearly a decade of years of experience in the realm, but I also love the opportunity to interview a guy like you that's eight months in your journey. So, you know, for our audience listening in who are interested, maybe have taken some action about potentially opening in a gym, talk to us. How, you know, is the first, you know, talk, talk us through the first six months. Uh, what are the biggest highlights, even though you've navigated through such a ch uh, challenging time starting at the end of August? And then, you know, aside from the pandemic, just in general business concepts, what are some learning lessons and challenges? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll start off with with my one mistake. Um, you know, I was thinking about it, and I think my one mistake, and Tom touched on this on his last interview. I'll give him a plug, Tom Hugh. Um, I At the beginning, I did have shiny object syndrome. Luckily, I don't have that anymore. But at the beginning, I think, and with this goes with any business, I think I was so worried about just getting people through the door, knowing that I was opening up mid-pandemic. I'm like, holy crap, it's going to and with the capacity restrictions. I just need to get people through my door. And, and in doing that, yes, it is important, but I, I 
not that I neglected the clients, but I didn't, I definitely did not give them the experience that they have now. And I, and I wish mm -hmm. I nurtured them more. Um, so my, my learning experience from that, and this is what I do in everything I do. I, I love looking at problems and fixing them. So looking at what's going on and what are our options to fix it? So I did a complete overhaul, honestly, in November because I opened up um, day one with 100 people and it kind of just maintained. It, it really didn't increase from there. And I look mm -hmm. back and it's because November is where I started my overhaul and then my marketing and everything. That's when I started mm -hmm. to boom. Um, in November, I looked at the whole experience. So I looked at um, the marketing, which I, you know, we now have in Facebook marketing, purely just Facebook marketing. Again, blows my mind that we're able to get so many leads just based off that. Uh, then I looked at the lead follow-up process. All right, what are we doing with our lead follow-up process? Let's fix that. Then I looked at the trial experience, or sorry, the onboarding experience. They're new clients. Let's try to make this as easy as possible because, of course, mm -hmm. in today's day and age, it has to be stress-free. People are very, I, I hate to say spoiled, but, you know, we are spoiled in a sense. We are. We are. Well-rounded experience that put your mind at ease and, you know, very stress-free. So I looked at the onboarding experience. All right, now that there are clients, they're in the 28-day trial phase, how can we nurture them there? So the four weeks I laid out what we're doing there. Okay, onboarding them to members. What's that experience like? Then when they're members, that's something that I'm looking at right now. I'm looking to add more value to our members' experience. Um, so I really did an overhaul of the entire operation of what we were doing. And I'm not saying in any way it's the perfect operation. I think, and, and I don't want it, I, I don't think anyone is able to achieve the perfect operation, but in, no. in, in some time, I may look back and say, you know what, let's change this. How about we tweak this? And I must say, I, I'm so excited for the new technology that HQ is providing us because I don't know, Bryce, in my opinion, I think it's going to completely transform the client experience, in my opinion. Whether it's onboarding or nurturing the clients, I think it's really going, I mean, Fitbody is set apart from the others already, but I really going. I really think it's going to completely transform the experience, in my opinion. So I'm really excited about um, that technology piece. Just one more thing for me to, you know, test and adjust and everything. So <laughs> that was my biggest um, mistake, I think. And thankfully, I learned very early on. So I opened up August 31st. By November, I realized we got to make a change. Um, wins, which AJ in the in the grand scheme of things is just so. I mean, that's insignificant. That's such a small time. I'm humbling myself. Like when I started in 2012, I probably didn't learn some of these lessons for 12, 18 months in. So I applaud you for being critical of yourself, but also want to pat you on the back as well. So appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, any case, I had interjected. Now you're kind of you know curtailing into just the, the wins. The wins. There's been so many wins. I mean, the I, I did not realize going into this the client success stories that we would have. Um, you know, I I'm lucky enough. I had the privilege that my own fitness journey. I it was simply because I wanted to do it. There are many times that people are forced to do it, whether it's their significant others or spouses saying you need to do this so that you're around a long time for our kids a doctor mm -hmm. telling them you need to make a lifestyle change. So going into that, I did not realize the impact that we would have on people literally changing lives and in such a short amount of time. It, it blows my mind how quickly we we're able to transform people's physiques, but also their mental state and their overall well-being in such a short amount of time. I We completed the New Year, New You challenge um, Mm -hmm. just just a couple months ago and it's a six-week challenge where we 
we dive into everything. You, of course, have access to the gym, the 30-minute workouts that we're known for, but also we go heavy into nutrition planning. We put you on our app. There's a lot of accountability. We're reaching out to you. You can message us, X, Y, Z. We give it our all. And with that, at the end, I had one client um, where we were doing the strategy session where we were, we were going over all of her results. So we put her on the in-body machine. It's a medical-grade device that measures your muscle, fat, water weight, and every limb of your body. And the other coach, while I'm looking at the results, I'm tallying and seeing where she lost, where she gained muscle, where she lost fat, all that stuff. The coach next to me was talking to her and, and said, um, I'll, I'll say her name, Frida, because she's very proud. Frida, what's, what's your goal? Remind me what your overall goal is. And I forgot the number she said. Maybe I'll just throw out 100 pounds. I don't know. And she said, 100 pounds, but I know it's my long-term goal. I know I'm not going to hit it with, with this transformation. But again, it really get me, it got me a good kickstart of what I need to do and everything. I'm looking down at the in-body sheet. And I kid you not, the number was 100 flat. Like not a pound more, not a pound less. It wasn't 100, but I'm just giving you a, a, a general number. Right. And I said, Frida, what was that number? And she said, 100. And I took the paper and I said, Frida, you hit that. And wow. it was like a cartoon character. She immediately started crying. I don't know where the tears came from. It was like pouring tears. And she's like, oh, my God. And she, again, it was like, I started crying. I'm not an emotional person. I'm like, you need to stop because now I'm crying. And <laughs> it was like a whole thing. But again, she went into like, I did not expect, like, I have clients all the time tell me, that they're a little bit intimi intimidated when I tell them, like, I have a lot of people that get addicted to this fit body model. Like, they love the oh, workouts. Yeah. And they're like, listen, I haven't worked out four or five months because of the pandemic, or I haven't worked out because of kids. Like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. And within the uh, two weeks, they are completely transformed in terms of what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Like you really only need three to four workouts a week. I have one client, Michelle, she comes 14 times a week, morning and night, every day of the seven days. Now, of course, to see the transformation photo, to get the transformations that you see in our photos online, you don't need that. She goes the extra mile. But no. again, it goes yeah. to show that we are transforming people and the way they think, the way they feel, and the way they operate on a day-to-day -day basis. To, to walk into a gym without a significant other, without a friend, it can be intimidating. I give people a lot of credit to walk through a gym. That is a huge step for people to take. That is the hardest totally. step, in my opinion. Totally. Once they walk through our doors, they're our client now. Let us nurture you. Let us show you what to do. We know what we're doing. Um, so the client success stories in that sense, I have so many. It's been it's been so great. I have one quick other one. I had a, a client, again, I did not know what she was getting into, not a workout freak. Saw her one day during the workouts, and I it completely transformed person within a month. It was she just ended her trial and she was walking out the doors and I had a new lead at my desk. And I said, I have to you have to excuse me, I have to talk with this client just for one second. And I went up to her and mm -hmm. I said, Susie. I don't know if you realize, but you are completely transformed. Not only your form, but your confidence. Like, I could not believe watching you during that workout just now. Like, it, you are a completely different person. And she started crying. Then I started crying. Like, I, again, I'm not an emotional person, but these people are making me cry. And she went into, like, you guys have changed my life and X, Y, Z, the whole bit. And then I went back to the client, again, wiping my tears away. And she's like, wow, that that was special. I hope I have an experience in, in four weeks' time with you guys. And 
again, I think it shows we are not the standard gym. That's the type of stories you're going to get when you work out at a fit body boot camp. You know, it's not. And totally. unfortunately, I did not have that experience at, at my at my gym when I worked out. Again, I use that knowing that. And honestly, I use our competitors for our model. I literally do what our competitor. Sorry, I do. I don't do what our competitors do. You know, I have clients all the time tell me, listen, I worked out at said gym, again, big franchise, multiple franchises, I can tell you, and it just rubbed me the wrong way, X, Y, Z. I tally that down. I have a list of literally complaints of other gyms, and I use that for my model um, of what not to do. So, um, again, it's been such a rewarding couple months I can't even I can't believe it hasn't even been a year yet just a couple months um and and seeing people transform every day honestly heck yeah man well I'm super proud for you uh, proud of you and you know really credit you know you and your family uh for really taking action and really making this uh you know so successful um you know taking a step back and this is probably a very loaded question but you know again for the viewers at home they're seeing you know a young guy with such success in the middle of a pandemic launched launched the gym and you kind of told us some of the trials tribulations learning lessons but also some sex success stories what would you say aj um would be your zone of genius or the big reason that you've been so successful you know over the last nine plus uh, months Zone of genius. I would say um, making it my own. And, and I do that in everything that I do. For And I'll start off with a, a quick little story. In high school, I had an economics class and our project was to build a business model. And what I did was, I don't know why I did, but I did a bakery. I have no passion for baking, but I did it for whatever reason. And <laughs> I went above and beyond with it to the point where I found a location in my town, the building, I made a 3D model of it, transformed it, renovated it to show what our bakery would look like. I did a whole technology model where, and this was back in 2013, where we really didn't have mobile order. Our bakery would have an app where you mobile order because, again, it shows that people are more likely to buy online. So I did that. Um, you would go into the location. After you purchase it, you scan your QR code, and it's in this machine. It opens up. You take your food and leave. So I did this whole model because you save on labor. It's an experience piece. And I made a 3D model of the software, and I made a logo for the business. And I remember my mom, before I presented it to my class, she came in my room, and she's like, Jay, I, you know you're not going into this business, right? And I'm like, Ma, I know. like, I have no passion to make a bakery. But again, it goes uh -huh. to show like I knew my strengths and I used that in my school project. I still do that on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm good at um, video editing. So in everything that I do, especially with our members, like if we're making a cool announcement and something mm -hmm. new that we're doing, I make a video announcement. I, I get a tripod. I get the ring light. I get the microphone. I have the iPad um, that has a teleprompter and I mm -hmm. record it, edit it all on my phone, honestly. And no, yeah, I mean, I, I have members that come up and the, <laughs> one client was yeah, like, anyway. AJ, you, you have to be spending a lot on this video editing, like whatever firm you're doing. And I'm like, no, I'm literally doing it on my phone. Um, but again, like I think it's a, such a great opportunity to, for, for anyone in any business. I, you have to make it look professional. Unfortunately, you can't half-ass half it nowadays. Not that I would want to, but you have to make it look professional and, and the best it could be in any way. And there's so many resources that you can use. Like I said, I'm doing this all on my phone. To show what that's done for us, you know, we, again, had the transformation challenge. In, in January, we had 15 new clients for that. And at the end, I had three client success stories, lost a great amount of weight, 
completely transform their bodies. But what would happen is, you know, if, if I don't showcase that, no one's going to know. Yeah, it's great that All I right. helped those three people, but I really do need to showcase that. So what did I do? I made a video. I, of course, asked for permission. Can I showcase you guys? I posted the video. And the interesting thing is I did not do any paid advertising for it. I simply just posted the video. And mm -hmm. it has been booming. Like our transformation, our, our uh, transformation challenge has just started this past Monday. To give mm -hmm. you perspective, we have 67 new clients start. What? Again, it, it goes to show like I didn't do any paid advertising for for that video, but it it showed like again, you have to showcase it. So again, I think my zone of genius and this could be a zone of genius for anyone. Know your strengths and use that in your business. I know that I'm good at video editing, being on screen a little bit. Again, I don't have any professional experience, but I, I, I use it and I've learned. I've used that for our business. And of course, the customer service piece, um, which I think is definitely teachable in any sense. But again, you got to know what you're good at and just use that in, in any sense that you can. Yeah, good on you. And I would argue the point in the sense of you have don't have a professional experience. Dude, what we are doing right now, what you were doing at your gym, that is creating a professional experience. And, you know, in my observation, most people just don't take the action, right? And the fact that you've really taken the bull by the horns, taken action, you know, from my outside eyes looking in, um, you know, it's been a huge reason for the success of you, of Norwalk Fit Body Bootcamp. So good on you guys. All right, my friend. Well, uh, you've been so generous with your time. Uh, you know, I know uh, you're a busy guy, especially launching the spring challenge this past week, having 67 plus clients to get to. Um, so I want to be respectful of that. I want to transition now uh, where give you the opportunity to just to, to showcase some big knowledge bombs before you exit for today. So I have a little lightning round if you're up for it. Let's do it. All right, man. So, uh, and this one's interesting because you usually ask this to someone who's maybe had, you know, a couple more decades of experience under your belt, but you still, um, you know, are going strong. What would you say, uh, you know, looking back at your younger self was a big obstacle in your way that's really impeding your success? And how did you overcome that? I think as a young kid, I, and especially in college, I felt like I needed a roadmap. Of, of where I needed to go. I, I, I wish I had in anything. I think it would be great if we had a roadmap of what you need to do and where you need to go. I, of course, wanted to be successful, but I, I had no idea what I wanted to go into. I knew I had a passion to make people happy. So I went into, um, you know, Disney and make magic. In a way, I still am making magic. It's just in a different capacity and sometimes a greater capacity. Um, so, oh, yeah. you know, I, I think, of course, having a game plan I'm, I'm definitely a planner, but just being able to just take any opportunity that comes your way. If you told me two years ago I'd, I'd own Fit Body Bootcamp in Norwalk, I would, I would laugh at you and say, where is that coming from? Um, but again, it, the opportunity came our way, and, and here we are. So just, just go into everything with passion and, and love what you do, and, and it'll come. Love it. Uh, next up, you are in the business of giving great coaching advice, fitness advice, nutrition advice. What would be, uh, AJ, the best advice you've ever received? Um, it was a quote my grandfather gave, and it, he said, you'll sleep when you're dead. And I love that quote, and I, and I think about it all the time. And of course, we need our sleep because we need to be healthy. But again, the, snoozing that alarm clock, it's not worth it. I'd rather get on the phone with three new leads than sleep in bed for another five minutes. Um, you know, especially I'm, I'm young. It's like now is the time to just 
give it my all and that and that's what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis so um, sleep when I'm dead of course I, I do get my seven to eight hours a night but past that I hate sleep it, it, it if I couldn't if I didn't have to sleep I wouldn't sleep I hate sleep <laughs> and the idea that I have to do nothing for eight hours um, but again you need your sleep so again just go into everything as much as you can but still give yourself some time there you go uh, next up, leaders are readers, and you talked about your experience, you know, in management at Disney, and now leading and owning a Fit Body Bootcamp. Um, what would you uh, say would be the best recommendation, book recommendation, that you can give to the Fitness Franchise Nation, and why? Okay, uh, the listeners are gonna laugh. I was not paid to say this, but Man Up by Beatrice Coolian. Uh, it's the, nice. the latest nice. book that I did. I did it audio. Um, driving to and from work, but the preface that he has at the beginning of the book really sets the tone of the book. Um, all those questions, not the questions, but everything that he tells you he wants you to do was like kind of eye-opening. Like it's really nice to hear someone tell you what I'm able to do um, and then just give you the advice that, again, there's a lot of books out there that go into the business model, but Bedros really knows you know, from his trials and tribulations what really matters most and he tells you how it is. So I, I really enjoyed that book. Heck yeah. All right, my friend, last question. And you've literally uh, provided so much value, especially such a unique look at, you know, someone just starting a fitness facility with massive success already. And you're just scratching the surface, man. When we talk and, you know, do another follow-up podcast, which I'd love to do maybe in a year, two years, three years. Um, I just can't wait to see the growth that you and your, your location and your clients are going to encounter. Um, but what would you say would be a uh, an incredible piece of parting wisdom to our audience that are looking in, interested, you know, in the fitness industry, interested in changing lives, uh, but maybe not totally sure. What would be a, a great piece of parting wisdom that would benefit their life? You got to do something that that makes your heart happy. Um, to make my heart happy, again, it's not it's not to own a gym brand. That's that that's not that doesn't make my heart happy. What makes my heart happy is what happens inside of our gym. Again, from a young age, I've just wanted to make people happy, and I align myself with brands and companies that do that. Um, and, and with Fit Body Bootcamp, I, I am able to do that. So you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of client focus. Um, you know, looking at how we can completely transform their experience, be the best of the best. You know, we don't want them looking at other brands. Just hearing the Fit Body brands that they're familiar with it because we're just spreading around town. Um, you know, it, we manage a tight operation here. Um, just being the best you can be. And again, now that I, I, I enjoy it so much in making people's days and lives with these transformations, everything follows through with that. You know, my, my tight operation, the professionalism and the videos that I was talking about, making the client onboarding experience, like it all just follows through. And again, it's just because I want to have an impact on people. And in the end, it'll all work out as long as you have a passion for that. Heck yeah, man. Uh, young dude, incredible wisdom, really blown away. And uh, this has been awesome. I know our listeners and even myself have gotten so much value today. So before you shoot, AJ, I just want to acknowledge you, man. Uh, you are incredible. Uh, your dad, who's a friend of mine as well, uh, just incredible people and just so blown away what you've done in such a short period of time. Uh, and I think the big lesson, learning lesson is just diving in. We've, you know, specifically from a franchise perspective, we laid the playbook, uh, but you've executed the playbook. And I wish I 
could say every owner in our brand has done that, uh, but you've done it in spades. And the biggest thing, and I haven't even shared this with you that I admire uh, about the most, and while I don't have any detail, I know you come from a very good family. I would probably dare to say affluent family. And one of the big accolades I can give you in my experience, you know, coming from that background, um, not all, but many times creates like a laziness or this entitlement, you know, uh, kind of uh, situation. And I would say you're one of the most hardest working people in the room. And that's very rare, uh, especially from, you know, from my outsides looking in. So I want to acknowledge you for that. I want to thank you so much for being an awesome owner. You're ripping the flag incredibly well. And thank you so much for being here today. It's been absolutely incredible. Thank you. The words coming from Mr. Bryce Henson means a lot. It's not going in your, one ear out the other. For it to come from you guys, I again, appreciate everything you do. I'm so thankful and uh, lucky to have you guys behind me. So appreciate it a lot. You got it, man. Well, I mean what I say and I say what I mean. So much love and respect. And again, for all you viewers at home, if you'd be so kind so we can continue to continue to produce this awesome content, please like and subscribe on our U channel, YouTube channel. And then if you'd be so kind to write an awesome review on our iTunes, that would mean the world to us. So without further ado, that's all we have today. Thanks and uh, make it a fit day. <laughs>